broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Y'all hear sound? come here sooner or later. So I'm going to start off, introduce myself. Uh, my name is Grizzly. It's what I go about on the air, ladies and gentlemen. I have multiple shows I do across the network. Uh, I am retired law enforcement. I am also a reverend. I am a actual ordained minister. So that's very interesting. And I do Bigfoot, Cryptid, the paranormal. I love the spirits and the ghosts and the hauntings. So, Jeanette, uh, she's really famous for a lot of things. She, I guess we just dropped her, so she's coming back in. But uh, she's famous for her psyche uh, and her medium uh, abilities. Uh, like I was telling you all earlier before we went live, her and her father are really famous for a lot of reasons. Not only for finding missing treasures, uh, she also works on code cases, uh, murder cases, uh, missing bodies, unfortunately, and missing persons. She also finds missing pets for people. Now, she'll tell you the pets is the rough one uh, because if somebody picks up the pet and transport it, it's hard to keep that on and and uh, let me see if she's here now. I'm trying to click on her. Let me scroll up. Jeanette, where are you at? But she's really famous and good with that. There we go. Jeanette, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? 
Oh, absolutely. Why don't you tell everybody a little about it, about yourself? I was trying to. Well, I have a strong background in the um, paranormal. When I was a kid, my father got involved with the federal government and their paranormal projects. Uh, people don't think they have them, but they've been having them for years. They've had the projects for years. Uh, experiments, uh, Stargate. Um, they worked on using psychics for communication with aliens, which was Stargate. They used psychics for uh, moving things, um, hurting people. I mean, all sorts of projects. <laughs> it, a lot of it experimental. They did pay. They called them analysts and not psychics. But it was basically paranormal. So that was in the early 60s that my father got involved. And he was known for developing using what's called dowsing. A lot of people use dowsing for ghost hunting. And he developed the dowsing to locate baby traps and bombs and tunnels for usage during the Vietnam War over in Vietnam. So a lot of the work was either in the field, boots on the ground, or either remote dowsing. And then I came along, of course, um, I Are you there? Can you hear me? Hey, you out there in the hallway, can you see me? I don't think I can do a good thing of Pink Floyd, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing a good Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Jeanette, one, two, up. Oh, there she's gone. She'll come back. They got her. You know, oh, it, it's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. When you mess with certain people mm -hmm. in certain fields and especially that certain people do certain things as sport cat uh you do have little gremlins that do come in and mess with your computers while you oh, yeah. are live so and that I is the truth energy. and now she's back yeah can you hear me yeah, yeah can right, you hear me? i don't i don't <clears throat> hi i don't know where you lost me i'm so sorry about that so <clears throat> where did you lose me uh, I was can trying to sing Pink Floyd, and yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, don't make him sing Pink Floyd again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going over tunnels and everything in Vietnam. Finding bombs. I think we lost her again. Oh, man. Yep, she kapuma. So... Now, what's got me really intrigued, ladies and gentlemen, is I have no idea what's going on in Idaho with all these murders, okay? Now, I think we're up to, was it four, ladies and gentlemen, at this time? Is that is that the body count, four? Can you, yeah. can you hear me? I, I Unfortunately, yeah. I keep getting kicked out. So, but now, so we're it, at the Idaho thing right now. Okay, I, can, so I can't... Yeah, I can't even hear some of the conversation. I can see people, but no, uh, no, no ability to get the audio. Well, no, nobody's talking but you. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that's good. So, <laughs> so where did where did I leave off? And hopefully, I won't get kicked out again. Uh, we just went ahead and uh, discussed Idaho. Yeah. So, what I told everybody is that so we got how many bodies? Four. Yeah, four murders that we know so, of. Right. So, how did this all unfolded? I mean, how did this all started? Somebody help me because I'm getting conflicting information. 
yeah, maybe the ladies know. Ladies, do you know anything? Or, I like kind of got it. This brain. So, I'm so apparently the ladies went out for the night, and <laughs> all came home. They got the Grubhub at like four a.m. And then suddenly somebody entered the house and he apparently he parked on the side of the house uh, up a hill. Um, now, who's did, he? He is the suspect, uh, Brian. They have his. <clears throat> they, yes. They, a social they, right, worker? No, Coke suspect. Burger. His last oh, name is okay. His, gotcha. last, yeah, his last name is Kohlberger. But here's the problem is we have to call him a suspect because he's not proven guilty yet. But they have yeah. a foot, <clears throat> They have a footprint. And there were some Canadian cases where they used a footprint and they proved height, weight, and specific details about the p person and the pressure he put in the snow. So that is one piece of evidence. <clears throat> they had a footprint outside. I just heard there was a footprint inside, like going you know, down the hallway. Well, really? That's what I, that's what I was going to address. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of misinformation. And so I, I'm in Virginia. We're hearing outside. Then they say inside. And then today came in the news that they were saying that the, the media was saying that um, People Magazine is incorrect uh, based on interviews with the, the uh, employees, staff and owners of the restaurant where the girls worked. That Kohlberger did go mm -hmm. there. And the only reason they remember him is that he ordered such an odd meal on that was vegan. So um, the what owner. <laughs> what, what was that? Sorry. What, what did he order? That was so weird. I want to know. Well, so he apparently, according to the notes, not People Magazine, but I believe KTV in Idaho, said that he had ordered vegan food that did not touch the meat. So apparently he wanted it all cooked on a different Are you area. serious? What the hell was that? What? Oh, that was a car. That was me. Oh, I sound like Satan <laughs> at first. I'm yeah. like, oh, look at my holy water. He ordered meat and vegan food, but he oh, wanted man, it that, not touching. That chip, Correct. That he ordered vegan chill to the bone. It was, it was vegan pizza. Okay, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Sorry for I'm the sorry, interruption. Ladies. That just freaked but, me out. <clears throat> okay, so who was the one who said the question about vegan food? That was me. Okay, so well, you have to say who you are. Which one are yeah, you? Yeah, she can't Hi. see you. My name is Elise. Elise, yeah. So, so apparently, because I've been reading up on some of the details today, and of course, yeah, me too. I, I'm older, and some of my friends are all in the same thing, wanting justice. So we're all trying to find out the details too, and it's a lot of conflict. I will tell you on some of my other previous cases, just like the Anthony case, a lot of misinformation is out there, a lot of lies are out there. The social media just sort of throws. Now, which case was that one? What's the full case name? Oh, the Kaylee Anthony case in Florida. Um, what, Anthony. Right, right. Well, oh. Kaylee, was, Kaylee was the baby that I found. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's Kaylee yeah. and there's Casey. So, yes. okay. so uh, yeah. yeah. So, so basically, you get, you're going to have people pop in there and give a bunch of information. For example, on myself, people thought I called to go help solve the crime. I didn't call at all. They called me and asked me to help. Mm -hmm. So you'll have that kind of thing. You'll have people that were, for example, for me, being on another side of the plane, is that people called and said, oh, Jeanette did this, Jeanette did that, Jeanette charges. I mean, blah, 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 blah. You know, wasting everybody's time, putting inferences in that didn't need to be there. So the good news is the owner, going back to the owner of the restaurant, he clarified the fact that Brian was in there, yes. And 
do we know the exact time and were the girls there the exact time? I don't know. I think more details are coming out. Um, do you know about the new update about three hours ago, ladies? Did, did, what was that? Um, okay, so <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, so they found out that Brian applied for a police position. Oh, I saw a, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw mm -hmm. that. Oh, sorry. So, continue. Continue. Yeah. Right. So that was very interesting. So it was a position of, it. it, it he basically was going to be an analyst and he would double check the stats on crime and then also go help them get more funding. Um, which is pretty much you're in a position where you have a lot of access to the police and the police department and what they're up to and any kind of responses. Um, maybe, just maybe that would have given him the power to be a normal person. I don't know. We really don't know him and we can't say whether he's normal or not. Um, it was with the police, the, the police department in that town? Yes, correct. He, was, he applied, but he didn't get it. Uh, correct. He was one of four applicants, right? And and that that that's what I've seen on some of these crime cases. Something pushes them off the edge. A, he didn't get. Oh, you know, he may have hit on women, and they kicked him to the curb. Now I got to tell you, my daughter is at college in uh, at William and Mary, and she's a bartender and to make a lot of money. Yay! And um, she's. I don't mean to be rude, but she's very rude as a bartender. Don't don't mess with this kid. And and unfortunately, she is little. And I tell her, don't be mouthy to these people. You could be walking to your car and somebody tries to kill you. She actually had three guys come down from New York. They had already been uh, to the bar and they were touring Williamsburg. And these are pretty much really rough guys, really like crackheads, she thought. And they came back again a month later just to see her. And, and one of the guys was trying to ask her out. And she goes, uh, no, that's not going to happen. Um, but she's a little more direct and rude. And it could be one of the girls were nice or not nice or rude in their delivery, which I tell women, don't say that. Just say, thank you, but I have someone in my life. And I'm sure you're going to find someone. I'll be happy for you. I, I tell women all the time, you have to be very gentle on letting guys down. You can't just throw it in their face. Are you kidding me, dude? You suck. You know what I mean? All the time, women are very direct. Don't do that. <laughs> you okay, so the... So the four women actually lived in the same apartment, right? Uh, right. It was three women and a guy. Yeah. And the guy actually oh. didn't live there. He was a guest. He was on oh, his Oh, wow. Because he was her boyfriend. So he took well, out three women and a male? I Correct. thought one of the girl roommates already moved out, and she was staying the night that night. Correct. Oh, really? Oh, man. Right. So... <laughs> So, Go ahead, Lauren. Well, I think she only came back to show um, her best friend Maddie her new car, which mm -hmm. she had a very nice Range Rover. And the first time I saw that, I was a little, a little interested in that because what twenty-one-year-old you know that doesn't have a job can afford a brand new Range Rover? Her parents yeah. didn't buy it for her. Are you sure? Uh -oh. Yes. Her mom came out and said she didn't buy it, and she was interested in the fact that Kaylee was like, "Oh, mom, when I get home." I'm going to buy you lunch for your birthday, da, da 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 And her mom was like a little, you could tell she was like, mm, what's going on? Why is she all of a sudden have well, this money? Well, you know, I will, I will, well, she did get a job offer. So A, it could be she got a bonus for signing up. Wasn't she yeah. the one who got the job offer in Texas? Yeah. In, uh, Texas or Phoenix? It's yeah. not like Range Rover money, but what, what was the job that she got the offer for? It was IT, I believe. 
Okay. Yeah, see, here's the problem is you got to be careful. We don't want to attack the poor victim. But yeah. I will say, yes, everything is suspicious. Um, I have students come to me all the time for readings. And I will tell you, and I'm not saying this is what's going on. It could be numerous things. She had a rich boyfriend on the side. She didn't have a rich boyfriend. It could be she was a saver, you know, like with her waitress money. Um, my daughter can take down $2,000 in a week as a bartender. I mean, if you take down 2000 times four, it's 8000 in a month. And that's working part-time. It depends on the bar restaurant you work in. So maybe she was an excellent saver. I have a sister. Oh, my God. She can save 5000 a month. She is a saver. So she, she rewarded herself. I mean, that could be the situation. I mean, could be she had a sugar daddy. Couldn't uh, obviously, apparently, it wasn't her father. But that's all right, you know. If that's that would be like a lot of speculation about drug it, drugs are involved. That's uh, what I was about to ask. Yeah. Well, we yeah. don't know. We don't know. We can only speculate, and I, I really don't want to attack. I don't want to attack a victim because I've had families come in here, and they're just so traumatized. I don't want to add to it. But yes, it's very suspicious. But again, I know what my daughter earns as a bartender at a college town, in a college town. I mean, it's good money. Now, of course, yes. She drugs. didn't have a job though, right? Was the thing. So it wasn't, she doesn't have employment. I'm well, not maybe. trying to her. I'm just like, what's the connection, you know, between that and- And the Range Rover? We don't, we don't know how any of them knew him. The only thing that I had seen was that he had like, tried to DM them or something on Snapchat or something like that. Like one of them, I forget who it was. I believe Snapchat. Now let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Snapchat is awful. I mean, I, I post on there for the shows, but the stuff I see, I'm like, are you serious? So like, unbelievable. Was it that he contacted? Do you remember? I think it was Instagram. Oh, it was Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Cause he followed, um, I believe Kaylee, Maddie, and maybe even Zana on Instagram. Right, but but the two girls, two of the girls did work at the restaurant he went into. So we're unaware of what's going on with his connection. In his mind, he may have had a connection in his mind with the girls. And that is one of the problems is that he's thinking, even if she, I got to tell you, I'll tell you a quick story about my brother. He was a good looking guy in college. He's still decent looking. And when women look at him, he's like, oh, she wants me. I said, shut up. I'm your sister. Shut up. What are you talking about? No, I can tell she likes me. I said, no, you don't. She's just smiling to be nice. So there are people that fantasize. There are people that build up something in their head that something's really cool. I mean, my brother's pretty darn normal and he's married now. But when he was younger and single, I, I, I had conversations with him saying, what are you thinking? You're driving down the road and somebody smiles at you? Shut up. <clears throat> And I'm sure you ladies have been with friends that say the same thing. Oh, I know your girlfriend wants me. Um, so, you know, we, we really don't know what our suspects, suspect or suspect, was thinking at the time of meeting the women, seeing the women, thinking in his mind, oh, I've got to go on an adventure to conquer these two women, one or the other. I don't care which. Um, a lot of men do like the hunt. When you Are you all lady, are all you ladies single? There's two yes. nods, three nods, yes. two or three. Yep, three. Uh, okay, so let me tell Glenn, you. Glenn, Sport Cat, are you single? I'm not a lady, but no. Okay, I just want to make sure you're still alive. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so let's, so let's say you're single. 
ladies, let me tell you, men like the hunt. They like that challenge. They like to go after you. They like to win and conquer. Um, I don't mean to be rude and say this either. For Thank you. It says here, William stated that uh, during Christmas, Cara, 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 is that her name? Was arrested on August. August 25th for trafficking heroin and meth, mm -hmm. along with drug possession. She was bailed out, rearrested November 24th. Don't believe me? Look it up. This is getting crazy. <laughs> but who is who is Cara? But who's Cara? Kaylee. That's Dana's mom. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm con yeah, I'm confused. Who's Cara? I know there's a Kaylee, but is that are they insinuating Kaylee was doing drugs? No, Cara no, is. Cara Go ahead, Lauren. I didn't mean to cut you off. Kara is Xana's mom. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's but, what William's saying. Okay, but that's a totally different link. So it doesn't. Well, maybe she's paying for the kids' college that way. Who knows? I mean, if she's yeah. a you know a heroin dealer and trafficking, I mean, when somebody yeah. tells me they're trafficking, they're moving weight. Yeah, but the only thing is, it it may have absolutely nothing to do with this case. Um, I granted uh, our suspect um, has a background in that, but that doesn't mean he, I mean, do we know if he popped hot for drugs? If he what? Yeah, uh, popping hot means he's got drugs in his bloodstream. Oh. They haven't released that information. Okay. Yeah, so they're not going to disclose everything. I mean, on some of the disclosure, we have some tidbits, but they're trying to keep us on the edge of our seat because we want justice. So um, I don't, I don't really care about Cara. You know, she's made her own mistake. She has to live with it. I believe heroin is an instant felony, and if it's near a school, she's really screwed because it's a mandatory ten years or so. Maybe yeah, 20. but she can flip. Then you know, I worked people before, and they'll flip. Well, William well, stated he's some kind. This could be some kind of motives. What he's saying, he's possibly right. Well, she you is know? in a totally different state. I think that was in. Oh, okay. I think that was in Arizona as well. Okay. Yeah, but All we right. don't know. Maybe she's part of the mix. I'm the mixing bowl. But again, you know, this is the, the victim's mom. So we, we just don't know. So Lauren, like, I feel like we've been a little bit jumping all over. You seem like you have uh, studied this a lot. Do you want to give us like a brief timeline of events? Like, yeah, I please. Yours, but mine's a little bit sketchier. I think yours is probably going to be better than mine. Okay. Yeah. So I have been following this pretty closely. Um, so all the girls went out that night. I don't know about previous. I know that, um, supposedly Brian had been stalking them. It was, um, they used his phone pings to determine that he had been, um, around the house 12 times since August, all of which were late at night. Um, and Kaylee did say she had, she thought she had a stalker. But, oh, I didn't know wow. that. Um, the night of, they were all out partying different places. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Kaylee. And Maddie the bar. Oh, yeah. You're going to do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Jump in, too. No, you, you do it. You do it. I'm going to stop interrupting you. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to add it if you just uh, don't cast it, but no, go. Zana and Ethan were at the Sigma Chi party, which in the beginning, a lot of people were speculating the Sigma Chi members, even including me, before we found out about Brian. Um, and then they all were home by, I think, 
1 a.m. And then Dylan, the surviving roommate, it said was like that. two. Some of them came home at like 1.30 and then they were all home. But yeah, I think it was, was 1.45 or, or 2. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm not, I'm, I don't have. No, much. you're good. I, yeah. But, um, and then Dylan, the surviving roommate, said she, she believed they were all in their rooms or asleep by four. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when he was seen pretty much parking outside. He was going around the house a couple times, driving around Moscow, Moscow for um hours before worked and went in at uh 4 4 a.m and then i don't know exactly what happened in there i have my own speculations about that but he was seen speeding off in his white elantra at 20 a.m and he drove around he drove all different places was probably because you know he didn't want any security cameras being able to follow him home or whatever but for whatever reason, he was driving around for a long time and then eventually went home. Yeah, and he went back the next morning at like yeah. 9.30. Like 9.30 in the morning. And then the roommate called in and said her roommate was unconscious at noon the next morning. There's also speculation that- And she also saw him that night. Yeah, there's also speculation that the unconscious person was one of the surviving roommates because there were a lot of other people there that morning that had been called over. And so oh, really? I don't know what to believe, but people say that she was so in so much shock from seeing the bodies that she ran outside and passed out. Mm-hmm. The thing is a little strange to me because if there's blood everywhere, I mean, but, there's okay, so, but there was no blood outside. Right. That's the, I, well, I no, I, I thought that was really weird too, Lauren, because yeah. she also, um, I think it was DM who said that um, she saw him she she went out like she heard noises the yeah. neighbor's security camera picked up all these noises she was awake at 4 a.m the neighbor's security camera picked up all those like the bangs and the dog barking at 4 17 a.m she opened the door she saw him she said that she saw him she was like shocked and he went down the hall and he went out the sliding glass door although her bedroom's on the second floor so i thought that was really weird the sliding glass door is on the second floor. Oh, it is on the second floor. Okay. Yeah. I was the like, house has kind of a weird layout. The, it's on a hill. So the first okay. floor, the front door is on the first floor. Oh. And then the second floor, the back door is on the second floor. Okay. Got it. Okay. Thank you. The second um, floor is like the main floor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so she didn't call the, like, I understand going back in and locking your door and being like, oh shit. But she didn't call the police or like until eight until, hours later until eight <laughs> hours later and then she said that i had heard the crime scene described i forget where it was but it was like it was like a crime scene like no other like it was apparently pretty bad and then it's like oh i found my roommate unconscious and it's like that's didn't you go in anybody's room and like see okay. like, there's blood so, everywhere so ladies let me interject they just did a special with one of the nightly news it may have been dateline and you can refer back to that so i'm going to just point you in the right direction. Um, they did have an interview with a young woman who is now 40 or 50, and she was involved in a crime scene that was horrific also, and blood was everywhere, and she just happened to call someone and say, something's wrong with my my roomie, blah, blah, and she did not call anyone, and then finally another roommate or buddy came over and saw the mess and called 911 for her. Now, just to let you know, the only problem with that is the 
they have found through psychiatrists that your brain goes on a blank or a shock or a an intermittent um, time frame of, of I'm not here anymore mentally. So mm -hmm. they did interview the woman who had gone through the previous crime scene type of situation. And then the psychiatrist came in and, and disclosed, oh yeah, your brain can only handle so much overload. So as much as I was shocked by it myself, because I'm a mom and all these college students come in and out and they all talked about it just like you did. Um, they were shocked that why didn't she call the cops? Why didn't she call someone? Why didn't she run to her room, lock the door, maybe pull out a weapon and so forth? You know, you're not in her shoes. You don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just, I'm not defending her. I'm just saying that once I heard what the psychiatrist said, that it was too much overload, she couldn't handle it. What did she see? What did she not see? They'll probably hypnotize her. Although hypnotism is not legal in court, they can possibly pick up more evidence through the hypnosis. And so I just want to give you a little bit of a tidbit in that direction that just think if you date a guy and he's really nice and suddenly he turns on you years later, your brain is on overload. It's same similar situation. So yeah, but how long was it? I mean, what what was the time difference between her seeing this? Oh, ladies, and, you take over. Go ahead. Yeah. And so eight how many? hours. Eight hours. Oh, hell no. No, there's no <laughs> way. No. So something, what she like up. didn't know because there's a lot of people in and out of the house all the time. So I just thought maybe she went out and then I don't know. Thought it was some after. random guy at the house, not anybody. Yeah. Well, well, he did have a mask over his whole yeah. nose and mouth. I mean, I guess yeah. you could think it's a COVID mask, but in all black. black. Yeah, yeah that's that's like And who was it that was calling all the time? Was it Kaylee that that sent out all the calls to her? ex-boyfriend uh yeah that was kaylee and then she also maddie called him as well off of her phone and then zana was the one that was awake at like 4 12 or something on tiktok and then yeah. the one that ordered doordash at four yeah which i heard a lot of speculation on the doordash thing but i'm not i don't know what do you think about it i just think it's so crazy that someone was in and out right before this just guy did all yeah. this I don't think they're going to, Jeanette speaking, I don't think they're going to give you all the details. I think they want to keep getting people calling yeah. in, giving data, trying to help out. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think the response for them has been overwhelming. On the Kaylee Anthony case, it wasn't 2,000 or 200. It was 8,000. It was overwhelming for the cops, and they're still sifting through. So in this case, because of so many kids getting murdered, I'm sure it's probably ten or twenty thousand per month on responses and input and oh I saw this or oh I saw this. Um, mm. Again, everybody wants justice. I, at least I hope everybody wants justice. I do. I'm a mom. Well, of, of course everybody wants justice, but the problem that I see is that we have, and I agree with Chris K. It says Grizzly. They started a documentary up here today. I believe it will be on Discovery and right. ID. I don't know how I feel about the documentary for a trial, which I think I think he's right because it can take mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. But I also think we have a problem is that everybody in the news broadcast now, Glenn Sportcat, chime in on this. 
is wanting their 15 minutes of fame. And I think they are broadcasting anything they want just to be on TV saying, I got a piece of this news. Watch my channel. Now, not only that, not only that now, I'm seeing from what I saw, I'm seeing all these people that has no business being on TV or being in a newspaper trying to get their 15 minutes of fame clogging up the system. Everybody claiming that they, oh, I went on one date with him eight years ago. Or, oh, I mean, yeah. The only thing about that, ladies, is that this helps them create a character. What kind of guy? It does a profile. It does. It it does. What was that? Who was the mom? What were you talking about, Valerie? The mom that called. There was a mom, um, not of any of the victims. I think both of her kids... I know her son. I think Lauren. No, Lauren. We were talking about the guy Brent, but one of the moms called in on the podcast, saying, "Like every a lot of the kids already knew about everything hours before she called nine one one." Yeah, and she, now it's like she called friends true, before she not, called nine one one. I'm sorry. Why is that? Mm. She called. She called friends before she called nine one one because apparently this person. That she found the first person had a history of apparently overindulging and drinking too much, and she thought she was just either passed out, needed Narcan, or something like that. And uh, to go back to a point there, it really wasn't a bloody crime scene. Apparently, it was done fairly professionally, quickly, and painlessly, according to what I've read uh, from some medical stuff. So there wasn't a it wasn't a real bloody scene. Right. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Now, the paramedic was the one who pronounced them. Then they started finding the rest. All right. Now, Sport Cat, explain everybody your background. Well, I'm a retired paramedic firefighter. Uh, As far as my things, uh, I've worked with uh, people from team member Project Jedi doing remote viewing. I've been trained as a master dowser by uh, a guy here in Atlanta. Uh, that's just some of the main tidbits. Uh, I don't typically fool with the ghosts and ghouls. I prefer things that walk on two feet in the woods. Uh, and he so. don't like demons. does not like demons. Yeah, between ex-girlfriends and demons, no, I have plenty of both. So I don't, don't want to deal with any of those. But um, All right, Glenn. So explain this to me. Now, I'm still learning the process. And Chris K., I seriously believe in what you're saying. But what type of wounds were these on the college student bodies? And I don't want you to hold back. I want to know. Well, they were stabbed. But right. it sounds as though they were stabbed and they didn't have any time to react. And it was fairly bloodless. So Were they stabbed in the back? Were they stabbed in the butt? Were they stabbed in the legs? I got the impression that they were stabbed in the stomach. But it also I guess would be spleen. They, they, I believe they also got stabbed. Yeah, he knew which organs to hit. But... I got the impression, too, on a couple of them, he was strangling them to keep them quiet. Um, so it could be he strangled them to the point of, of uh, passing out. And then he decided, yeah, I think I'll stab her just to make it, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm finishing the deal. But, but again, he's our suspect. He's not anything but a suspect at the moment. But why is he the suspect? I mean, what evidence? Well, you can talk about yourself now right now. Um, 
uh, grizzly um, DNA, a lot of DNA, DNA on a sheath um, that covers a knife. Um, it was a K-bar knife, which was uh, a typical Not a form. bad knife. Right. No, no, K-bar. <clears throat> and you can get those probably at, gosh, um, Green 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 front and not green front um we have a couple places here bass pro and another company green something or other and, yeah you um, can order them online too but exactly. can you get one that says usmc marine corps i mean i wouldn't think yes you could that, that yes you can and right. uh, well, the I'm, ones you buy now are reproductions of the ones from world war ii and right. the right or cap depending on where you buy them from yes but yes yeah, so mm -hmm. but my thing is you got a man we're assuming which is allegedly brian correct correct okay that goes into a apartment with three females and one male and subdues and kills all of them yeah he, he, i gotta tell you honestly the kid that the boy he killed i am really shocked that that kid did not kill him first i mean have a fight because the other kid was very tall. The fraternity kid, the boyfriend, I believe he was over six foot. And Brian looks like he's over six foot. So I'm really shocked that a, a, a situation didn't escalate. But apparently not. I mean, you, you know, we don't know what he did. I mean, maybe he... he they were did... drinking. I will say that. They were <laughs> drinking a lot. I mean, they were out till 2 a.m. drinking. Right. The, but um, he has some gall. I'm just, I'm just interrupting. He has some gall to enter a house with six people in it and try to kill six me. people. <clears throat> yeah, because there's two roommates that didn't get that didn't get killed. So there was six but people. I thought Ethan's, Ethan's um, stab wounds were like more on the hamstring on his legs. Yeah. Oh really? I um, all of them were described to have different um, in the affidavit. They were all described differently. Some were described as slashes, some were described as stabs, and I don't know the technical term, but I found that very interesting. Yeah, but if you think but, about this, if you're going to go in a room and hurt somebody, you want to preoccupy so that you can finish the deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but was, there any, but was there any sign of a struggle or a fight or anything? With some I'm, of them, yeah. yeah. There was some self-defense, apparently, and I'm thinking it was the male, but I don't. I'm not 100% on that. The uh, Zana's parents came out and said that she had um, self-defense wounds as well as Kaylee's parents. Hmm. Yeah, William so saying are you something guys up is on, off. Uh, that, uh, all right, so are you ladies that? up on anything else? I mean, do they have... Uh, so we have a paramedic here. Um, so you read the... Um, I'm sorry, what is your first name? Uh, Glenn. Glenn. So Glenn... Can you talk to us about the medical documentation that you read? Well, they're not going into too specific information, but apparently, the, basically, they were saying they didn't bleed out over a long period of time or they didn't suffer. Uh -huh. that, um, it was done in a fairly precise, quick manner. Uh, so that's pretty much all they're saying. Uh, you can't uh -huh. get a copy of the EMS report if that's what you're asking. No, I just wondered how much you did you read? I do know that I worked on a homicide where the spleen was involved and this, you know, the spleen is a really weird organ, but mm -hmm. I, I mean, obviously this guy knew what to hit. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't go for the kidneys or the lungs. Cause you know, you're, 
your life has ended very quickly with the lungs or or if he does any kind of slashing in the throat area not to be gross but um i guess he knew he was determined that this is going to work for him well if you do it in the lung usually body is triggered to make large gasping noises so if you're trying to be quiet that would probably be the wrong place mm -hmm. to go mm -hmm. well again i'm surprised he didn't hit other areas but he had a plan whoever the suspect was you know they had a plan and we're going to find out more details i'm sure the media is trying to keep us on the edge of our seats can i ask what what's weird about the spleen the spleen is a hollow organ and it's mostly filled with blood okay i think I don't quote me, my anatomy and physiology is kind of old, but I think it holds at any point in time about a third of our body's content in it of blood. Oh, wow. So if it was to rupture suddenly, you would probably have about a minute, two minutes max. That's what I've been told. I worked on, like I said, I worked on a homicide with a spleen incident. Um, the guy was killed by a baseball bat, and the only reason he died was that was the velocity that killed him via the spleen. And um, it was very quick. So, so again, he had to do some research on the forensics or the medical in order to finish his job quickly. Um, but again, I think that gave him that fantasy and that power of, I know what I'm doing. I'm, a, I'm a, going on my PhD. I'm the boss. <laughs> well, he was said to have a very um, smartest in the room kind of attitude mm -hmm. by everyone close to him. Yeah. Well, fabulous Eve. Eva or EV stated that do they not have a time stamp on the order that they were killed? Because to me, being in law enforcement, mm. you know, your forensic team will have some kind of order that they were unfortunately, you know, killed or murdered, but did they not have that released or anything? Or are they just holding oh, that information? No, I read back? somewhere it was like immediate. I don't even remember where I saw that or Grizzly, they do have a gag order. In fact, yesterday, I believe they put a second gag order in place. So some of the material is going to be withheld. And we're all patient. That's normal. And we're all patiently waiting. I mean, like that update about the um, uh, Brian applying to be part of the police department. Um, smart move on his part. But again, he got rejection from the military, to my knowledge. I'm not saying that's correct. He got rejection from girls. He got rejection for the police job. I mean, it could have hit him too hard. Rejection, rejection, rejection. And he got pushed off the cliff. Well, I can tell you this. Where I come from, they give you polygraph tests. So hopefully they do the same thing for whatever position that he was applying for. Now, William says two months ago, they were all sleeping and no witnesses. Now people were awake and a witness. This is nuts. Now you know where I'm coming from. I don't understand. That's why I'm relying on everybody. Well, you have to remember, if you're a young girl and you're drunk or your other roommate is drunk, you you don't want your parents to, th you don't know that this is going to be blown up out of proportion and go, your case is going to go worldwide. I mean, if I was that age, I'd be scared to death. My parents are going to find out, oh, I was passed out from being drunk. My other friends, I made some mistakes. I mean, when you're younger, you perceive the world in a different direction. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I, I mean, even my daughter called today and she goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm late. I was like, oh, my God, who cares? You're late. Ten minutes. Ooh, you know. Um, so, I mean, ladies, how old are you roughly? Are you in your 20s? I'm 21. 21. OK. I'm 32. OK. So 32 I'm is better. I'm 38. I'm 38. <laughs> He's an old man. So 32 is I'm an old lady. 
<laughs> yeah, 32 is, is good. Um, but I will tell you from my perspective of a college student, um, I, I mean, my daughter's girlfriends, they're all the same way. You know, if they're running late, they feel bad about it. Um, they do more of a, you know, blame game. They blame themselves versus, you know, I'm not even worried about stupid stuff they do except for spilling food on my carpet. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, they're drunk. They don't want to be judged. And I think that yeah. these, these well, young... we're past that stage. I think I mean, we're way <laughs> past that stage. I hear William you. says, <laughs> now listen to what William says. I never seen two warrants in a capital murder cases, but no concrete evidence after two months like this, two months ago, they were all, okay. I already read that one. There's absolutely no concrete evidence. Yeah. Even touched, yeah. Even touched in is used by defense attorneys to acquire equipment. Acquittalities, acquittalities, <laughs> and they're going to use it to seek out the death penalty. No way. If there's no oh, blood wow. in the car, there's an issue. So, I mean, how do we know why? That was my question. Like, where is there blood in the car? Like, uh, no, well, but I got the car very thoroughly. Sorry, so we're waiting on the confirmation whether or not the blood on his pillow and on his bed. I mean, whether or not it was blood, but there was. Okay, so ladies, do you know about, they found, I don't know who's got the noise in the background, but you gotta tell your friends to keep it down. But, I'm at a coffee shop. I'll mute myself. Oh yeah, you're, you're fine. I don't okay, know how so, to do that on here, I'm sorry. Ooh, no problem. All right, so let me just say one thing. When I, when, um, I was reading about the house that they went into, the, the FBI and the local police went into, they found the vacuum cleaner. Now this happens a lot on crime scenes. The killer forgets to take out the bag. After he vacuums, he forgets to take out the bag and he leaves the evidence in the vacuum cleaner. I've seen many a case with that and it has some DNA in there. So I know that one for a fact that he used the vacuum cleaner, whether it was his car or whether it was his home when he was changing clothes. So victim DNA was in his vacuum cleaner? We don't know if it's the victim, but they know that there were blonde hairs in there. And they, you know, and again, again the, the dog was blonde. So they're saying there were, they confirmed there were animal hairs in the vacuum cleaner, human hairs in the vacuum cleaner other than his, and they were blonde. So, mm, you know, I mean, if well, that's killing, like robbing the bank with your own deposit slip and say, this is a stick up. Give me all of your money. And that's actually happened. His house. Mm -hmm. so why would he have blonde hair at his house? Like he's not taking their hair home. Right. Would you try to like clean that off? No, because you know what? You have to get, use one of those rollers. I mean, we have so much good DNA now. Um, yeah. Grizzly, you can talk about your DNA background. Well, I mean, William actually has, and they use actually uh, DNA now that they can get it from the air and water. Tells you every animal that lives in the area. Uh, even William says they got his DNA back in the day. We know by now, so they, they would have put it in the warrant. But, you know, if I'm trying to still picture this, and this is where I'm coming up to a wall. Maybe, Penny, you can elaborate on this. It's... I know you know a lot about it. One man, six people, four murdered. Two months later, you know, if he is allegedly, which we will have to say that, is the suspect, I don't see why they don't have any evidence to have him incarcerated and already in front of a grand jury bringing up charges. So what do you think, Penny? Well, it's, I, I haven't reviewed this case extensively. I know that he is currently in court. 
Um, one thing that I did find, I have some video explaining the case. And yeah. um, also Bring one on. thing that I found, one thing I found, which I found this extremely interesting because I research everything. Uh, Brian's sister starred in a horror flick about mm -hmm. students hacked to death. The director was shocked by the connection. Kevin Boone, the director of the horror movie starring the sister of accused Idaho murderer, Brian Koberger, says she never mentioned her brother during filming, and he was super surprised to find out the two are related. Kevin joined TMZ Live and told them that he didn't realize the family connection until he started being contacted by media outlets. The director said the only thing he knew about Brian's sister's personal life was that Amanda was from Pennsylvania, which is where Brian was arrested. Kevin tells us Brian's sister was a joy to work with, and Brian never came around the movie set as far as he knows. He says he feels really bad for the Koberger family, especially Amanda. He is accused of committing a murder that has the markings of a horror movie, a movie, a movie in which his own sister starred. Amanda Koberger has single movie credit. Two days back, shot in 2011, the premise, a group of students who are viciously stabbed to death with knives and other weapons. The group of environmentally conscious students take a hike in the woods. Their mission is to catch people who are illegally foresting. The murder, murderer befriends the group of students and then begins the massacre. The director, Kevin Boone, was shocked when he learned of the connection between Amanda and her brother. And he said, you're effing kidding me. Her brother is that guy? Boone told the New York Post he had kind words for Amanda, saying she was a lovely woman who was very nice. I liked her a lot. As you know, Brian Koberg is accused of butchering four University of Idaho students to death as they slept in their beds. And that was his response, the producer's response. I'm sure he's in shock. Well, maybe the sister discussed it with her brother. I mean, if she's done one flick, she's done another. Maybe she discussed all her acting. Certainly that was interesting to him. Okay, so. Um, for sure. You have to bring me in so I can share the screen. Yeah, yeah let me click on it. All right, here we go. Okay, so. This is the, uh, hold on just a sec. You All right. put this together? Uh, yeah, I, I am on a show called Dark Outpost. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, with David Zublick. We have oh, 100,000 followers and plus. Um, I'm the executive producer of that show. Wonderful. Okay, thank, so, you for, thank you for the input. Yes. So I just, uh, I just threw this together because... I was late because my dog was throwing up. Well, that's fine. So while you all are talking about, hey, do you feel bad about being late? You know, I, I couldn't feel bad because my dog threw up twice. So maybe she got sick about the topic or something. I don't know. Okay, so here's a short uh, thing on long crime about the Idaho shooter for guests that are watching that don't have any clue as to who this individual is. We are learning more about what police seized from Brian Koberger's apartment the day that he was arrested for the murders of four University of Idaho students. I'm Anjanette Levy, and thanks for joining us here on Law and Crime. The search warrant for Brian Koberger's apartment in Pullman, Washington, was unsealed just a short time ago. This came as a little bit of a surprise because this document was supposed to remain sealed until March 1st of this year. When sealing the document, the judge said he believed it could could endanger the investigation or possibly the victims in this case. I found the house number to be extremely intriguing because it's 1122. Okay, okay. If you don't, if you don't understand anything about Illuminati numbers, plus 
There's a television series on Netflix. It's called Stranger Things. There's a little girl in there named Eleven. That's actually me. Or possibly the victims in this case, or possibly end the investigation early if the documents were made public, possibly tipping off the suspect. Brian Koberger, of course, was arrested in Pennsylvania at his parents' home on December 30th for the murders of Maddie Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, Zana Carnodal, and Ethan Chapin at their home on King Road in Moscow, Idaho, back on November 13th. For weeks, uh, the okay, community so was- If you don't understand anything about any of these numbers that are being rattled off, these are Illuminati numbers, 13 Illuminati families, 11, 22, 22 is 11 and 11, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it appeared a killer was on the loose and it looked like there weren't any suspects. But we later learned that police kind of had eyes on Brian Koberger at the beginning of or the middle of December. So let's take a look at what investigators actually seized from Brian Koberger's apartment when they executed that search warrant back on December 30th. The return for the search warrant says... Okay, so it says, uh, one Utrite-type black glove, Walmart, one Walmart receipt with one Dickies bat tag, Two Marshall's receipts, dust container from Bissell Power Force vacuum, eight possible hair strands, one fire TV stick with cord plug, one possible animal hair strand, one possible hair, one possible hair, one possible hair, one possible hair, one computer tower, one collection of dark red spot collected without testing, two cuttings from an uncased pillow of reddish brown stain, larger stains tested, two top and bottom mattress cover packaged separately, both labeled C. Uh, looks like multiple stains, one tested. She's probably going to read this. One nitrite glove was seized along with a Walmart receipt with one Dickies tag, two Marshall's receipts, a dust container from a Bissell Power Force vacuum, eight possible hair strands, one fire TV stick with cord and plug, one possible animal hair strand and other possible hairs and a possible hair strand. One computer tower, one collection of a dark red spot was taken. That was collected without testing, we believe, for presumptive blood. Two cuttings from uncased pillows of reddish or brown stains. It says the larger stain was tested. And finally, two top and bottom of mattress covered package separately, both labeled C, and that there were multiple stains and one of them was tested. So we believe it's possible that some of these reddish brown stains, or at least one of them, could have contained blood. It doesn't explicitly state that. When applying for this search warrant, police said they were interested in anything in that apartment, including a knife or a sheath. We know from this that a knife was not located and the sheath was actually found under the body or near the body of Maddie Mogan, according to other documents that have been filed in this case. Now, they also said they were looking for any electronic evidence connecting Brian Koberger to the victims in this case, including the two surviving roommates. We don't know what Brian Koberger's possible connection could be to any of these victims. The attorney for Kaylee Gonsalves' family had told me that Kaylee did not know Brian Koberger, but he couldn't speak for the other victims in this case. I did get some screen grabs of an Instagram post, an Instagram account rather, that appeared to be linked to Brian Koberger on the day of his arrest. And that account was following both Kaylee Gonsalves and Maddie Mogan. The account was later deleted. We will continue to follow this story and bring you any new information. From okay. okay, so that's the Law and Crime podcast. Um, I'm going to just jettison out of this i have another very much longer one but i'm going to take this out right now can you take me out yeah 
I mean, yeah. don't I don't mean take me out. I don't mean take me out, Chris. I, oh, no. I don't want to be taken There you out. go. Yeah. Okay. I already have enough threats on my life. Don't take me out. They say um, uh, he probably wore gloves during the crime, which I would assume leather as a skin will absorb DNA 10 times more. Something just doesn't seem right from that legal standpoint. I think they have something that they're not letting out. That's what police usually do. And no, the other roommate who was downstairs was the one who came upstairs and found the bodies. This was a huge party house, and there were people in and out all the time. You know what that reminds me of, uh, Glenn? What's that? Reminds me of that uh, stabbing case that I worked. Remember I showed you the news uh, videos when I was being interviewed by the news channels? Mm-hmm. Exactly, because that house was a party house too. Well, you know, I also found an art. I found a. Uh, I I reported on this like a while ago, but I found uh, the daughter of the BDSM killer. Is that right? Or BTK? Yeah, right? BTK. Okay, that that daughter um, <laughs> was talking about him, and uh, you know he was studying forensics. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy literally like went out and asked all the freaking questions. You know, how would I get? A, how would you get away from this crime scene? How would you do this? Right? He literally Actually, like asked. Go he ahead. Had written, he had written a paper on it. That was one yeah. of their things for his final PhD. Right. Yeah, so the guy's no dummy. Okay, he's studying for his PhD. He's very clever. He's a psychopath. I'm just gonna. He left the knife sheath with the DNA on it. What? I wonder it if doesn't that mean he's not clever. It doesn't yeah, mean he's no, not I'm clever. Saying, like, isn't that weird? Well, I mean, I, I cannot like imagine being in the room with all Valerie? these people struggling and doing what he allegedly did. I mean, I imagine probably I'd leave something behind more than right. DNA, he's, too. Yeah. Yes. He was, he, it, just because he's, he's smart doesn't mean that he doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Valerie, did you have something to say? I would say I feel like there's like different um, like breadcrumbs everywhere that he left behind and like maybe on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of um, go back and forth with thinking that maybe he did leave the sheath on purpose because like I think he did. It was William said um, the only DNA was on the button. So did he wipe it off like mm-hmm. thinking that he was going to leave it behind or? You know, and also it was right next to her. We look back. Sorry, go ahead, Elise. From a knife perspective, if you're going to carry a K bar, why would you not have it on your belt? So, well, that's you got a point there. I mean, it's a K bar is a fairly large utensil tool, six and a half, seven inch blade. Yeah. So, if you're going to carry it, I mean, it's either going to be like in a back pocket if you're just going to have it on you but most people i know that are versed in no use of weaponry it's secured to their body just like you would if you were carrying a firearm so i'd be like leaving the holster there so well and what's interesting since you said that that was the same knife used in my stabbing that i investigated with mm-hmm. those three people and it looked horrible by the pull side i mean blood was just everywhere i, I mean something you mm-hmm. never forget but my thing is, too, and I'm going to bring up this one point. I'm going to hit on it one time. There's no way I believe that he has done this just once. Mm-mm. Yes, I agree. 
I don't think so. Yeah. Six people? There's no way. Four of them? No. I, there's no way somebody else cannot will not convince me otherwise. I really do because it doesn't make sense. I mean, I would even with my experience. You know, Glenn, could you walk into a room or Penny? Can you walk into a room with strangers with and people? Yeah. <laughs> no, I couldn't even kill one person. But you know, this is premeditated. Well, this guy stalked these people. He's a psychopath. And again, I I don't profess to know a great deal about this case. Um, you know, it was a peripheral case for me when I first uh, opened it up. I have an extensive video. It's 48 hours, which I started listening to, um, where they document more, you know, more of the case. Um, and it's, you know, he's, oh, in, I, I believe that. he's in court. Did you watch that? Yeah. What did you feel about that, Valerie? Um. I watched that one and the Dateline episode, and I feel like the Dateline episode, I learned more about like the car and the yeah. the police office. I don't know if he was a police or security for um, University of Washington. How he was the one that like called the tip in about Brian, and I didn't know that till I watched the Dateline episode. Huh. Uh, my husband, my late husband, was a police officer. Um, he was a retired Carlsbad sergeant from San Diego, Carlsbad PD. But he was not a good person. He was a bad police officer. Um, there are good police officers. There are bad ones. Unfortunately, I got the bad one. And um, so I was afforded little tidbits in, in regards to investigative procedures um, and I'm a researcher. I'm not, I don't have, uh, any criminology degree. I was in the legal environment for 40 years. I worked for lawyers. I typed up interrogatories and pleadings and I worked for huge law firms, um, like Luce Ford Hamilton Scripps International. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, the Luce Ford Hamilton and Scripps in LA, uh, was the one that, uh, obtained the guardianship in which, uh, Britney Spears' father obtained the guardianship through that firm. That firm works with a bunch of other firms, so on and so on and so on. So that's the extent of my my legal expertise, uh, you know, famil familiarity with uh, some of the legal processes. Not a person like Grizzly who actually, uh, were you captain? Captain detective. Right, captain detective. My husband was a detective too, and uh, he was a PI when he retired. Um, so, you know, we, I mean, that wasn't my career. That was his. So, he, you know, he talked about some old cases that he did, um, which were, you know, with psychopaths. But I had no idea. I was actually married to a psychopath, to one of those individuals. So when we're talking about psychopaths, I started researching psychopaths. And that will give you kind of an indication of the mindset of this individual that is capable of doing something this horrific. And in my, you know, brief cursory feeling about it, this guy murdered these girls, premeditatedly stalked them, had planned it for a while. His sister was in this movie in what, 2011? Yeah, all right. That's, right? that's what it, what this guy was that. fantasizing about doing this for a very long time. That's my estimation. You guys? 
I mean, there's no telling. I mean, what do you all think? Valerie, I have a question. Lauren? Um, with your legal expertise, um, what do you think about um, the preliminary hearing being all the way in uh, June, I believe, and then it was just pushed up to April? Is that normal for just a pre preliminary hearing to be, you know, months and months away? Now, maybe uh, they got enough evidence where they felt that they could move forward with the case. I was talking with my sister today because she's we're involved in a, a murder case right now about somebody who was murdered on a ranch. And they tried to kill my sister Susie. I call her my sister. She's my best friend. And they tried to kill her son. And they're also uh, after me actively. So um, in regards to why they pushed it up, maybe they had uh, evidence where they thought they could move forward. At one point, when I started working for Loose Forward and Hamilton Scripps, they had me um, be a juror. With it. By 10 o'clock, I was on a case, a grand jury, for La Eme, which is Mexican Mafia. Okay? So uh, that case, in that case, the DA was not actually prosecuting the perps. He was seeing if he had enough evidence that he could, in fact, uh, arrest these people. Okay, they were already in custody. We were seeing if he had enough evidence where he'd be successful at trial or if he needed to maybe gather more. Okay, so in response to your question, perhaps they felt that they have enough information to move forward with the trial. Maybe so they, is the lawyer, um, he asked for, I mean, six months. Is that a normal amount of time to ask for, for a prelim hearing? I don't know. Well, see, a lot of things depends on what the prosecutor thinks he has. Yes. What the uh, prosecutor thinks he can prove. And you do have statute of limitations on holding a person if you cannot prove certain things. Well, they have enough to deny the bond. Yes. Well, in our true. case, it was two years, Lauren. It happened in June of 2020. And my sister just went down Friday to testify at the trial. For, for the trial or for the, because I'm the wondering. Trial. So they had like, they had these like little grand jury things, which we weren't availed of, right? Just like I was right. talking about. I was in a grand jury. So, you know, maybe preliminary stages, maybe a DA already had some grand jury stuff and they, they felt that they had enough information to move forward. That's the best that I can say at this juncture. And you're, and, and you're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, it, it's hard to tell because nobody's coming forth and saying, this is what we have. And, right. this and is they're not going to do that them. either. No, they're not going to they do that either because that's their case. So they're going to keep that back from media because, you know, they don't want uh, opposing counsel to know what they have to screw up their uh, their case. What, what Not kind of until it's necessary. Well, can I just ask that? Like, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, Valerie. Like, could there I be would, like more DNA evidence or something? I don't know, Elsie. Like whatever is that? How do you say your name, Elsie? Elise. Elise. Um, I I have a dog named Elsa, a puppy. She's okay. beautiful. Um, so, uh, I I don't know. I can't even make a conjecture as to what it would be that they would hold back. Okay. But apparently, enough that they're pushing the case forward. Because I think that they have a very good, uh, you know, maybe not slam dunk, but maybe they feel, hey, this is powerful enough where we think we can move forward. Sport Cat, what are your thoughts? Well, she was talking about the time. You also have to figure what 
the prosecution has, the defense has the opportunity for discovery, and they also have, are given time to go out and that investigate and do correct. the right thing. So, so I'm going to step away for just for one second. My throw-up dog okay. is parking at the All door. Right, that's fine. Yeah, and that's and that's absolutely right, Glenn. That was going to be the point that I made. You know, it was escalatory evidence, but you know, and any evidence that the prosecutor has, they, uh, the DEA head prosecutor, whatever, they do have to share that with the offense attorney. Yeah, they have to share they the do. evidence they have. They have to show opposing yes. counsel. Well, the yeah, defense attorney is the one who asked for the six months. Yeah, that's what I interesting. She needed a whole six months, but I I don't know what's normal. I right mean, now. if she if she like filed something and put why, I'm sure it just wasn't. An well, issue then. if if the judge put a gag order, we don't know what the gag order specifically states. So he could or she could or even the prosecutor can put a gag order on what is released out to the private or the media and through the public outlet. So. Has anyone talked to the other roommate? Um, I forget their name. BP, the one that actually called it in. I bet they're, I bet they're getting hounded, left and right. Yeah, probably. But there's nothing like out there for the public, like from them, no, right? I don't think so. Neither of them have made any statements at all, except. To- I would but- assume so because when the restaurant they worked at, the owner put that post out saying people, people was incorrect. He said he said he was like getting hounded by the media and people and in their room. <laughs> now, at, at first, I thought it was Satan. You would have died. And William says, and and here's a good point. And I was going to bring this up. And where is the nine one one call? That has always been released. Always. Right. So what is not, why is not being, why is it not being released and why aren't we hearing it all over the media playing 24 hours a day, you know? So what's up with that? What's your all thoughts? I think maybe after the pre- preliminary hearing. Deacon says the 911 call has been released. Yeah, it's been released. Has it? Yeah, but the first call, remember the first call came in as an unconscious person. Well, they haven't released the actual recording of the call, though. They've said that it was an unconscious person, but... No, she says the 911 call has been released. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was out there. I didn't listen to it. I was going to before the show, but it came in for an unconscious. Like I said, that was secondarily to them calling their friends over to check on the first victim they found. Lauren, wasn't it you when I was asking about the guy, Brent? In that group asking who he was, like with the connection. Yeah, I mean, I know about him. I don't. Um, oh, my. oh. No, it's not released. It has? No, it's not. So, seven hours ago, there's a thing on YouTube and it's like Moscow, Moscow police might release 911 call. Yeah, it definitely has not been released. Okay. Okay. But huh. yeah, there's some other stuff. It's probably under that order not to be let out. But I do wonder why hasn't it been released? Is there something that could put people in danger? I mean, uh, what are the reasons for not releasing that? 
Well, I guess we won't know until it's been released. I mean, and what hopefully it's not beeped out. I can only assume it's um I haven't read like the gag order that was filed. I, I don't know what's on there, but that could be a reason why. Yeah, it could be. And that's and that's the problem, uh, because it wasn't Dylan. Who or who's Dylan? Dylan's one of the roommates that survived. That's Saul. Oh. She's one that's Saul on. But if they have all the forensic evidence, if they have the DNA, they have the hairs in in the bag, you know the prosecutor is going to have this top rushed to the FBI lab to get it processed, to get the matches, to find out if it is or is not his, hers, or whoever. You know, what's I'm taking I'm sure they so know long? by now. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, our turnaround time, if it was not an emergency, was, you know, on a narcotics, it was up to 30 to 45 days, you know, per case. And that's why you see a lot of court cases while they, you know, well, results are not in. You know, well, we tested on the side of the road with a little snap and pack and pop, you know, kit thing. And it tells us, but it has to be professionally tested by a lab. That actually explains by chemical content, right, Glenn, of what it's made out of, the compound, to prove it is what it is, regardless of the test I make. So, I don't know. Yeah. Like, according to what's actually released, they don't have that much on it. I mean, they have the cell phone pings, which can be like one to three miles out but i mean that's pretty good and the car which i don't think they saw the license plate right but they saw they saw that it was a white elantra like 2011 to 2016 and his car fit that and someone saw he got a new license plate but i saw because i looked at i looked that up um it expired november 30th so it actually mm -hmm. makes sense that he got a new license plate and I, he re-registered it in washington previously it was registered in pennsylvania Really? Mm -hmm. And there was a front license plate because they don't require them in Pennsylvania. And then I saw something that was like, they do require them. Uh, like it was like a, I don't know. I, I kind of glanced at it. I was, I was kind of rushing my research right before the show. Trying to, <laughs> trying to are figure you talking out what was happening. So I didn't look, you know. You were talking um, about the cell phones. Um, it takes three cell phone towers to triangulate a minimum okay. at absolute minimum. That is the bare minimum the whole town has. So that'll probably get tossed pretty quickly because, you know, you can't, when you want to triangulate somebody, you want to try and get them down to at least a football field. Um, or but, smaller. Well, I, I'm, I'm being, I'm a paramedic. I'm not a cop, but uh, I'm being, uh, I'm being, you know, as far as the technology part of it, they're not going to be able to get that triangulation with just those three. And I don't even think if I understood correctly, they were, the 5G, they were just the 3 or 4G. So they weren't even the more advanced ones. So mm. it would be even bigger footprint. So that'll probably get tossed pretty quick. Okay. Let's yeah. Was, thank you. I was wondering about that. I remember like Adnan Saeed, they were like, they had that as evidence. And then it was like, it turned out it was this huge radius. And they were like, this isn't really evidence at all. Everybody in town uses the same three towers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But See, now that would make sense. Go ahead say like even if it's those three towers and i mean that's like a 
really destructive like time 4 a.m like who's driving around like that at 4 a.m right and he, his cell phone, is, your phone a psycho <laughs> paramedic you know what or turning off your phone like in that period of time yeah that specific time yeah now I will yeah. tell you, tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, especially for the ladies Mr. that are police on the officer, show. Psychos are us. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you have to when call him Father go, Grizzly now. So yeah, right. right. <laughs> and all the college kids, that is right, William. On <laughs> uh, our show, it's Grizzly a college town, exactly. Yeah, Grizzly and True Crimes on our podcast. Psychos do not drink. You heard me right. They do not drink. So if you're ever... Oh, I'm sorry. I think you said they don't drink. I'm like, what? Yeah, I was going, what? <laughs> no, they are, no, they do not drink. <laughs> they do not dream. So okay. if you're out, ever out with them or on the phone, ask them. So when's the last time you drink? Wow. And if they hesitate or go, uh, you know, they're full of crap. Mm. Now I have confirmed I'm not a psycho. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to read a little bit just for the audience to give them a, a sure. little window on this. A judge on Thursday set a preliminary hearing for suspect Brian Kohlberger to begin June 26, 9 a.m. in Moscow, Idaho. I'm sorry, but the Moscow part just like throws me a little bit, right? Moscow. Oh, it did me in the beginning. A little bit. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, and by the way, those towns like Moscow, they are Russian communities, okay, named after uh, the Russian settlers that settled there, okay. Mm. Kohlberger was arrested in connection with the November killings of four University of Idaho students who were found stabbed to death. Here's what we know about him so far. Kohlberger was apprehended at his parents' house in Pennsylvania, where Kohlberger went several days before Christmas. Monroe County Chief Public Defender Jason Labar told CNN, a white Elantra authorities had been looking for in connection with the killings was also at the parents' house, the attorney added. He was home for the holidays, Labar said. Now, this I find fascinating. He is a Ph.D. student in criminal justice. He is a graduate student at Washington State University's Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology, according to a now-removed university graduate directory, which was seen by CNN. So they removed that directory. Why? What was the purpose of that? They don't want no so, part of it. Right. But still... You know, they removed it. Okay, that's saying something too. Koberger had finished his first semester as a as a PhD student in the school's criminal justice program earlier in December. The university said in a statement, he applied for an internship with the Pullman Police Department in Washington in the fall of 2022. Writing in his essay, he was interested in assisting rural law enforcement agencies of how to better collect and analyze technological data in public safety operations, according to. Court documents. I'm going to ask you this, Grizzly. How many psychos actually do apply to become police? You actually be very surprised. And that's one thing I mentioned earlier, you know, where I come from, you know, you have to pass a polygraph. And that's not even actually the, the psych valves and everything like that. You know, the last time I had a psych valve, they told me I was batshit crazy, but you know, go right. figure. But I also know that there are some psychotic individuals. I'm not talking about you. There are some psychotic <laughs> individuals on these police forces. Okay. My husband actually happened to be one of them. And I know of sheriffs that are working complicit with the cartel. And especially in a case that we're involved with right now. So just saying they're infiltrated. So within these. Yeah. 
I mean, you're mm-hmm. actually going to find that. I mean, yeah. you know, and you're also going to find you're also going to find police that are complicit with, um, you know, with serial killers. Okay, they actually work in tandem with them in some cases. And one of the cases that I uh, was researching was the one with Otis Tool and uh, Henry Lee Lucas, in which I believe that the that the police were complicit with them because the Texas Rangers closed like 600 cases. And that, that was all a lie. Those were people that wanted their cold cases closed. And I believe that because of the knowledge of some of the bad cops that I know of, that they were complicit with these uh, serial killers uh, in closing their cases because they were actually involved in those cases. And once the case is closed, what happens with the evidence, Grizzly? Yeah, once the case is closed and it's over with, it goes to the burn pile. That's correct. A Reddit post asking about criminal offenses. Kohlberger was previously an undergraduate and a graduate student at DeSales University, according to a statement on the school's website. DeSales is a Catholic university in Pennsylvania, according to its official Facebook page. So, you know, I do a lot of reports on uh, the Catholic uh, religion, and I'm not saying that this is about Catholics. It's not. It's about the Vatican and its agenda is a whole nother thing and also about the university of pennsylvania because uh you know we have some issues with the university of pennsylvania and the covid vaccine right now we just had dr artis on our show and he was speaking speaking to that if you get an opportunity to watch the dark outpost today uh please take a look we had janice mcafee uh wife or widow of john mcafee we had uh jarman don john carmen former uh ci i'm sorry former uh Secret Service. And then we also had uh, Megan Walsh. She closed the show. Um, and, you know, these are just a few of the people that we had on the show. So if you might want to take a take a look at uh, Dr. Brian Artis because he was in Sue Peter's Watch the Waters and he speaks about the COVID virus and about the complicity. Now he just spoke about uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Colbert's attorney described his client as very intelligent, adding he did, he understands where we are right now. In a post removed from Reddit after the arrest was made public, a student investigator associated with DeSalle's university study named Brian Kohlberger sought participation in a research project to understand how emotions and psychological mm-hmm. traits influence the decision-making when committing a crime. The Post mm-hmm. said, in particular, this study seeks to understand the story behind your most recent criminal offense with an emphasis on your thoughts and feelings throughout your experience. One, CNN reached one of the principal investigators of the study, a professor at DeSales University, but they declined to comment on the matter. The university has not responded to comment. T, well, I wonder why. Really? So yeah, there's a there's a good enough number of serial killers that are obsessed with either being a police. Like Ed Kemper wanted to be a police officer, he got turned down. There's like the Golden State Killer who was a police officer. There's multiple other serial killers that were police officers. Yes, and what's the best way to commit a crime? You know how to actually uh, fabricate a crime scene. Mm-hmm. You know you know about DNA evidence. You know how to obfuscate and uh, and clean up a crime scene so that you're not leaving DNA evidence or you're leaving as little as possible because you have the, you have the yeah. skills that were taught to you when you were studying criminal justice. Not only that, the information he was probably privileged to in, in college was new and uh, not the old stuff like I studied, you know? So that right. really makes a difference. Yeah, and the person really he studied under is uh, the same guy who wrote all the textbooks. So wow, 
Yeah. He's like the lead. Like I said, I'm not up on my cop stuff, but he's the lead person for that type of psychology of the criminal mind and for techniques. And he writes textbooks for colleges. That's, so that's, that's a problem. Crazy. Yeah, yeah that's that is a, a major problem. That's a problem. So yeah. he knows the ins and outs. He knows pretty much the law. He probably studied law on the side. So, yeah. So, oh, I imagine he's probably throwing his rocks in the mix, too, somehow. Mm-hmm. Does he have a, a public defender? Does anybody know? Does he actually have a yeah. hired attorney? No, he has a public defender, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if someone comes forward to represent him. Because it's a high-profile case. Because it's a high-profile case. Yeah. Like, Jose Baez with Casey Anthony, he, like, that made his career. Now, you know Jeanette worked on that case. (laughs) Yeah, the one that was with us, the psychic. Yeah, Jeanette actually worked on that case. They called her. um, My son's father, actually, she's my age, and he grew... He lived next door to Casey and her parents. So like, I saw this girl all the time. I was dating him in high school. I don't actually know her, but I saw her. Wow. Dang, Valerie. Well, you know, we we look at things, and I can tell you this from law enforcement perspective and from a paramedic perspective, from Mural's perspective, we as a whole in the nation do not know how many serial killers there are out there in the United States right now. How many serial killers were presidents? We don't know. (laughs) I mean, I mean, if, if you commit a crime in New York state and you murder people in New York state and you travel and you kill people in other states, the law enforcement agencies are not going to know because they don't communicate together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I believe that we're privy to an individual who worked uh, a rodeo circuit that quite possibly we were told was a serial killer, never caught. Probably so. I mean, I hate to say this, but look at those fairs that come to towns. You know, back in the day, they, but some of those were serial killers. That's why the kids end up being inducted and missing and found up in streams and out in the woods and all that other stuff. Yeah, when you hear them say that we don't have enough land in the United States, that's a lie. Because I traveled through the United States twice. Actually, more than that, I I toured in the United States uh, as a singer. Oh, my God, she's throwing up again. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) but Uh, hearing that statement, Ladies and gentlemen, what what first comes to your mind knowing that there are people out there that are not being caught? Yeah, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yes, because what you're talking about, you're also talking about let's just let's just add another layer onto it because I was talking about presidents that are serial killers. And um, I'm not gonna zero in on any one particular one, but there are presidents out there that that are high in the office that have murdered people. Many, many people, and I'm not talking in the act of war. Um, I'm talking about privatized. They suicided these people. You found them suicided, but they were actually dead. Okay, so now if it if that could be a president, think about who else it could be. Think about who else is walking around uncaught 
um, never charged, you know, Mexican mafia, uh, you know, cartel members, um, you know, that are getting away with these murders and uh, sheriffs and police officers that are getting away with murders and they're never caught. There was one guy that was working in Hollywood PD, I believe, and one of the, in, in the 80s, he murdered a little girl. He knew the little girl. He murdered a little girl and he didn't get caught. And uh, his fellow, the people that worked with him, um, you know, they said that he had an, an inappropriate relationship with the kids there. He was also a pastor. Let's talk about pastors being serial killers and, and rapists. I knew of that children. was coming. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, this guy uses his position with the little children and says, hey, God wants you to do this. If you don't do this, then, you know, God's not going to like you. Right. And so the little kid succumbs to whatever perversions that they have. And then he ends up stalking this little girl and killing her, doesn't get caught. And then when he dies, then they say, oh, it was him. 30 years ago, I worked with him. I suspected him. Really? But you never followed up on it? Well, let's look at the Appalachian Trail. Now, everybody knows oh, about right. that trail. Yeah, it runs north and south through the United States of America. Now, we know that there is Bigfoot running around. We know a creature called Dogman. I'm just throwing this up now because I actually asked one of my songs. Yeah. Actually, you did not just say you're throwing it up. (laughs) I will be right back. I'll be right back. Actually, asked one of my psychics, you know, where is everyone on 411 going missing on the Appalachian Trail? I want to know. And her eyes just got huge. And this person has to doodle on paper to get her answer. So she was doodling. And she said, I see somebody with a shovel. I see many graves, many, many graves that are off the trail. Many graves. There's Mm -hmm. someone out there that's not being caught. And then she stopped. She stopped Mm -hmm. doodling. She said, some of it's paranormal. And that's what I was leaning towards. But when she oh, said zero killer, yeah, I was like, huh. There's people uh, that, that hunt people out there. <laughs> I mean, for, for sport, there's people that, that do just go missing. There's like this phenomenon where if you are lost in the woods, you will walk in a circle. Like yes. that's the natural thing to do, right? <laughs> and and then, yeah, there's absolutely like paranormal stuff out there. Like there's, I, I think, because I've, I've looked into 411 stuff and thought about that too. I think well, it's good. Because we're going to have David Pilate on our show too. So we can have him oh, elaborate cool. on all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just like a number of, of different things, you know, kind well, of all coming together. You're just kind of in a vulnerable spot and a lot of different stuff can, can kind of take you. As long as you don't look like the person that I watched in the movie, The Hills Have Eyes, I'm okay. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because when I go out in the woods, uh, look at Sport Cage down there shaking his head. I pack heavy. So if you bleed, I'm just thinking you're from Kentucky. So never mind. (laughs) But what's that? You got goblins. You got the Kentucky goblins. Yes, true story. (laughs) That is. So back to the Idaho case. 
so there's so much in debate, so much unknown. And I sit there and I watch y'all go back and forth in the in the chat group. And uh, the person that actually got me to do this group thing was Elise. Uh, she actually got me to do it. Uh, shame on you. She brought us all together. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't even know about it till last night. So yeah, okay. I know, right? It was like, <laughs> hello. But, you know, it's very interesting because everybody's got different views, different opinions. And we all look at it differently. True. Valerie, what is your take on everything overall? I think it's like really scary because you look at this guy and I think he is the right person that they caught. And you would never, I would never look at someone like him and think he just stabbed four people and possibly more. So I think that's like really scary. Yeah, I mean, he does. But I also fear like with OJ Simpson and Ian Casey Anthony, like obviously those two did it. Then what happens if this, you know, same thing? Well, I think if he is convicted. Like, this was definitely thought out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, but I think if he's convicted, I would not be surprised that later on in time that there will be other bodies that will come forward or he will talk about it in jail or prison. I'll rephrase that, prison. So, I remember seeing, um, I don't even remember where I saw it. His attorney that he, the, they had when he was in, um, Pennsylvania basically was talking and saying, like, he was really anxious to get back to Idaho because he knew he, like, he really, I think he really thought he was going to get away with it. Like, he was anxious to go back and, like, get it over with because they didn't have the right person. He was anxious to see what they had on him. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. Both. See, and you think a normal person, that would be the opposite, you know? It? But if you're so tied up and intrigued with your own work and seeing it materialize in the media, yeah, and once again, that's the thing. You know, he wants to be known as that type of person. So it's just, I don't know. Go ahead. Well, and then, like, I listened to that whole podcast with that mom calling in, I guess her name's Kim, and that, after that, it's like, I don't know, is that true, is that not, that she thinks they have the wrong person, and they're going to make multiple more arrests. Well, they're still asking for people to come forward with more information, so they haven't 100% gotten all the the, uh, evidence together. See, that's that's the part I don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. More people. I mean, you got DNA. You know, he has to have some type of blood on him in the car. I mean, stabbing somebody is not like being shot. That's what I said. There's, like, how is there not a blood trail? He's outside. You know, maybe there was and, one inside, but. 
I would assume, I mean, there's snow. You can see if there is a blood trail. We would have seen that. Oh, right. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. Well, there is speculation that the reason they took the Dickies receipt um, from his house was that it was some kind of um, like jumpsuit. Let me get a picture. Yeah. Like a jumpsuit that he took off before he got into his car. And then that's also maybe possibly a reason why he left the sheath is because the jumpsuit doesn't have belt buckles. Belt holes, I mean, whatever. Mm. Uh, let me show you a picture mm. real quick. Something like um, something like that. Dickies sells. Oh, and okay. That they have that in stock at the Pullman Wash uh, Pullman Walmart, which is where he purchased it. And well, William fun. just said too contaminated crime scene. If people crawled all over it before the cops did. Mm -hmm. One invisible shoe print and no blood trail. So, I mean, that, that actually makes sense if he actually was wearing uh, that uh, jumpsuit. Because, I mean, Maybe hell, you can bundle right. that up. and Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you, Lauren, from start to where we're at now, what's your overall thinking of it? Um, I truly believe he is guilty. Um, but I do... I do am open to ideas that he might have worked with somebody else. I mean, like this um, this other guy that was shot by the police. I found it really suspicious that Brian brought that up to the officer when he was pulled over. And I don't know. I think I think there's more to it for sure um, that we don't know about. And I hope we will find out soon. Now, who's this other person that was shot by police? That was a, um, I think he was ex-Army or Navy. His name was in the Army. Brent. And he took his um, roommate's right? Valerie? I didn't know what he said. He took his roommate's hostage or he just wouldn't let them leave in yeah. his home. Um, and the SWAT team came and it was a seven-hour type of thing and they eventually shot him and he lived down the street from Brian was there any connection and with friendships or anything someone put a post up and I can't remember if this one was like anonymous or not but saying that like we'll find out eventually that they were doing drugs together too yeah, like that's there's a lot of speculation about them doing being drug buddies yeah, you know, birds of the same feather flock together. So. But this wasn't like they were doing heroin together. They were um, like coke buddies. Right. Well, no, I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, from everything I've ever seen, you're either a person that is separated from everything or murder is usually a crime of passion. And that's where the term seeing red comes from. Um, so there's got to be either no relationship and he's a psychopath, which is possible, or there is some relationship that hasn't been revealed, but all the ones that I've ever seen, including, I'm sure Grizzly's had people confess on them too. And I'm like, no, shut up. I'm a paramedic. I don't want to talk to you, but right. the, the, it's usually a crime of passion. It's a very intimate crime. So, um, one of the shows, I can't remember if it was Dateline or 48, I don't know. They're like, they all blend together now. 
but um, he did, Brian said to someone he knows that he thought this was a crime of passion. So well, he, he uh, do you believe he was Papa Rogers on the Facebook group? I don't, I think so. I think so like, too. That whole thing was crazy. He was talking about the sheaf being left behind way before the affidavit was even released. Yeah. When anyone knew about a sheaf being left behind. He was uh, on some of the Facebook groups uh, about um, this case and everybody thinks he was this guy named Papa Rogers. And um, he was posting about how, you know, people were saying, why do you think he didn't kill the other two? And he said, well, maybe four was the number he wanted to hit. And then he also said, you know, it was crime of passion and all these things and things that people wouldn't know yet mm -hmm. until the affidavit came out. And it wasn't until the affidavit came mm -hmm. out that everyone was like, whoa, like, how did he know That's that? It, wasn't, yeah. it was like, it wow. seemed like he was like debunking everyone's theories and saying mm -hmm. his theories that seemed to like match up to the affidavit. Mm -hmm. And then oh, the Reddit post, that Reddit post that was really graphic yeah. um, where he said, you know, some really graphic things. And then he said, I'm hiding out in Pennsylvania. And that was three weeks before they found him in Pennsylvania. Hmm. What yeah. is he on the, the Reddit I just... post? Uh, I don't know if I can say it here. It was pretty graphic. Well, just, uh, you can not use the foul language. You can just give us a he general did it for overview. School, right? You what? He did the Reddit post for school. I think, oh no, right? I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the um, where he said he was hiding out in Pennsylvania. Oh, that was different. That was the questionnaire. Oh, yeah. Um, this what I'm referring to is where he described how he killed them, and um, it wasn't very long, but uh, so it was <laughs> like a confession, though. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Um, he said he described how he uh, murdered them or one of them in particular Kaylee and um, and then he said I'm hiding out in Pennsylvania like come get me or something like that but it was said to be debunked people have said that it's not him because he used the description of hanging something on ceiling fans part of their body and it's uh, been proven that they don't have ceiling fans so I don't know if it was just somebody guessing that you know just said pennsylvania as a guess or whatever or if it really was him just trying to get people talking and there's a lot of cycles out there that can jump in and, and start uh reenacting uh, will we call those penny my mind went blank well i would say that these are people that are fantasizing they're psychopaths yes so i would say that they're people that have been fantasizing about uh, you know, and we're saying that they don't have dreams, so they don't have dreams, but that's their dream. They're like actual dream. They're fantasizing in their mind and they're watching themselves commit these egregious murders. Wow. But it has been proven scientifically through science that psychopaths do not dream. And that is wild. And that is accurate 100% of everybody they study. They do not dream. Like ever? No. 
Oh, see, I haven't had a dream in a while, so. <laughs> I know. It's not you, Valerie. It's okay. So if we all have those periods where we're, we're like. We're not talking about you. We're not talking about you. Everybody point at Valerie. No. no. We're not talking about you. But every time you're out in public and you'll hear somebody like, no, I don't dream. And you're going to go, oh, my gosh. You remember what Grizzly just said the other day? Like, but not all psychopaths act on it, too. So you do have other things that guide us, conscience, morals, yes, things yes. like that. You have psychopaths so. that are more, um, I, I hate to say passive aggressive, but they would be, uh, they're, they're bent on the destruction of the individual that's in their clutches. So they will destroy them emotionally, physically, financially, sexually, spiritually, in any way that they can that would decimate them and uh, then walk away and go on to the next victim. So you've met my girlfriend. Yes, I have. (laughs) The vast vast majority of of psychopaths don't don't kill anybody because they want to obey the law and they know that they're Logical. Did you hear that? Did anyone hear that? Was that yes. a crow? It's him pushing the buttons. Yeah, it should have been a cricket. Stop it, Grizzly. <laughs> Father Grizzly, you have sinned. <laughs> that was me. Okay, I thought it was more like, uh, at least it sounded like there was a racetrack going on behind you. There was like a police chase or something going on. Yeah, I, saw the, I saw the blue lights on the I wall saw behind the you. Lights. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's about to get taken down. Right? Oh my God! You know, knock knock. Wait, I thought that was going to happen when John Carmen brought on the Russian colonel who was on the Russian front, and I'm like, ah, oh, she, I, you know, I. And then, and then the one of the really other guys, <laughs> one other guy says, uh, "Oh, there's a knock on my door," and I was like, "Don't do it." Man, don't go. And I said, is it the KGB? And you know, I went to the door. Apparently it wasn't the KGB, but we know that we're monitored by the CIA and by the White House as well. Ah, don't Earth start Earth. that crap up again. I don't need no more phone calls. You already calls know or... it's true. Come on, man. <laughs> Hang up phone calls. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't yeah. have <laughs> zero point energy or anything. So, so Glenn. So- What's yes. your what's your thinking about from everything until now? Well, we do have the Constitution, so he is proven. Uh, he's he's got to be proven guilty. Um, so I do oh, believe he's that innocent he, until proven well, guilty. Well, in a he's court got of law. yeah 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 yeah. He's he's he gets his day in court. Um, I find a few things fascinating about this uh, with the amount of uh, people that traipsed around through the crime scene. Um, from the amount of people that didn't notice that they were stabbed. So that tells me something. Um, and then, you know, of course, I, they, I realized they tracked this guy from one side of the country to the other flawlessly. Um, but they, they're still in collecting evidence. They still want more information, more details. So if they're still wanting more details, they haven't put together the whole show. It's still a bag of, and they haven't got it together. So that's what I think. Plus, once they do get it all together, then they got Discovery, uh, and then the other side gets their chance. Um, and then, so this is going to drag on for a while. It's going to keep the public on edge. Um, but personally, my feeling is that there's more to it and there's more than one involved with this. Like he's maybe working in tandem with another group of psychos. 
Well, I mean, birds of a feather, but yes, I mean, I mean there's clubs on school, there's clubs on campuses that are for, you know, for that specific purpose. Did so, you ever watch that movie Murder by Numbers? I think so. It's, it's actually off of a uh, Sting song. Murder by Numbers, one, two, three. Um, it's, uh, it's a very interesting movie. If you haven't watched it, I encourage you to no, watch it. No, I just it. thought about Freddy Krueger. One, okay. two, Freddy's coming oh. for you. Three, yes. Susie four, used to live on Elm Street. Susie lived on Elm Street. Yeah, but she's weird. Penny, what's what's your take? Because you're always in the news. You're always researching. You're always hearing things. And so, I mean, really, what is your take from beginning I mean, to I'm, now? I'm more of like... Um, I also, along with the research, I also am empathic and the character in Netflix, Stranger Things 11 is actually me. I was, um, I found out at 58 that I was involved in these projects. One was Project Genesis, the subproject is Eve. I was born on August 11th, 1958 in Hollywood, Florida. And I didn't find out about myself until I was 58 and left my last husband and started researching and found out that I was involved in these MK Ultra products projects and joseph mangale is actually uh in my family so i either he was a, like a creator of myself my i found out that my former agent is my brother and he when i started asking questions like why does john look like joseph mangale why do i look like irene Schoenbein, who married joseph mangale and why does my murder brother david look like rolf their son i was then thrown in a crazy house for a year i declared enemy of the state under james clapper who was uh, head of the CIA, or I'm sorry, head of the NSA under Obama. Um, it just got worse from there. And then, so I, I look at things from many different points. I look at the research because the research is tantamount. Um, you know, you can't just be uh, willy-nilly, uh, you know, making these wild uh accusations or you know hey i feel this way or i feel that way but what i do is i have a feeling about something and then i do the research which then leads me even further to confirm that feeling and i will just say a cursory feeling this guy's guilty as f and uh he does work with somebody else you think that's so? just my yeah i do i think he i think he's worked with other uh, other serial killers. When when we're looking at Otis Tool and Henry Lee Lucas, they actually were uh, in a satanic uh, cult. And uh, my sister Susie, I call her my sister Susie. She's my best friend. Uh, I knew when I was working with Megan Walsh, I was going to find out that that case had something to do with Susie. And I didn't know how because I have these feelings that they eventually come true. And uh, Susie had told me when I first met her in 2018 that... Um, a serial killer tried to kill her and that God saved her. So when I started researching Otis Tool and started talking to the author of uh, Bruce, um, not Bruce Willis, uh, Willis Morgan, um, who had written uh, a book about Adam Walsh being uh, the victim of Dahmer, um, I started researching Otis Tool, who actually got the blame for it, and I don't believe that he did it. And then I found out, I said, Susie, does this guy look familiar? She was traumatized. It was 40 years ago. And she lived in Jacksonville. And this is where he lived. She explained uh, one of the homes that she went to. So the more she was explaining. And then she'd asked me before to look at Henry Lee Lucas. And then 
Henry Luke, Lucas was his partner. And then all of a sudden she starts remembering 40 years later, oh my God, that was the guy that tried to kill me, tried to rape me in Jacksonville. And um, so, you know, that was a feeling that I had, but it led me there. And then my confirmation was when I'm researching Otis Tool, I find out that um, his mother dressed him up in a blonde wig in a woman's dress and called him Susan. That's Susan is my huh. sister. So when he saw her, when he tried to rape her, he said, I'm going to take out every evil thing that's ever happened to me on you. I'm going to kill you and chop your head off and etc. Right? I'm going to rape you and then I'm going to, you know, dismember you and throw you in parts unknown. But that was the clincher for me when I was like, Shiite, that is him. Because his wow. mother dressed him up and called him, put him in a blonde wig. Susie's blonde, right? And he and they followed her around. So I researched him some more. Found out that he was involved with the cult, the hand of Dickel and uh, the Church of Satan, and Michael Aquino, which leads to the person that was murdered on our ranch, who actually said to us that he was he was a a sniper for twenty years, and he said that he was under Michael Aquino, who was head of the, one of the heads of the Church of Satan, and then founded the Temple of Set, which Set is Egyptian god Satan. I am definitely not going out to lunch with you. Right? Elise. Do we want to get in the car with me? <laughs> no, no. It may go kaboom. Elise, what are your thoughts from back then until where uh, we are now? What, are, uh, what do you well, believe I really appreciated this show, and I learned a lot, actually, from you know, I did like maybe an hour and a half of like quick research beforehand. Right. So, hey, if someone's done at least an hour and a half of quick research, they will probably learn something from our discussion, yeah. which I think is a great, great thing. Um, <laughs> no, I think we covered a lot. Well, I'll um, really, be honest with you. Really yeah, uh -huh. go ahead. No, talk away. Talk away. Um, And I like overall, I... I just want more information on it. Honestly, I, I still think it's weird that they waited eight hours to call. I think it's weird that the person that saw him didn't call and the other person called um, that was downstairs. I don't want to say, oh, one of the roommates was working. Maybe it was like a drug thing. I mean, they were drinking very late. Maybe they were just passed out. But I think it's really weird that the, the one roommate was awake at 4 a.m., you know, 4.17, she hears this, I mean, the, the neighbors, um, like, security camera picked up the noise, like, the thud from the game. And she, that was right outside her window. And she well, didn't hear it, apparently. Like, I think it's just, I think it's a little weird. Um, but I don't know, you know, why. Like, there's no motive. Um, and some people do kill people with no motive i think that he definitely yeah, had some kind of it seems like you know the thing with the restaurant and the fact that he was following them and the fact that he had been messaging them on on instagram at least one of the girls you know that reminds me of something you know like a guy would do to me that i had like seen once and i was like sure you can have my whatever and then they just start like hitting you up and you're like okay no yes not. i was being nice i wasn't trying to like do a big thing here. This guy was definitely, at least this guy was definitely preparing. Okay. Thrill of the kill. Yeah. He was preparing and, you know, methodically documenting mm -hmm. and following and, 
you know, that's why I believe that he, you know, I mean, they say that you're not guilty until proven guilty, but I believe that this individual is guilty. That's just I my, honestly, my gut. Yeah, I think thought. if I had to, if I had to just, you know, whatever guess, yes, I would say that, yeah, he's guilty. I don't think if this is all the evidence they have, which we said, they probably have quite a bit more. And I really hope they do because this, I don't think is enough. I don't think the cell phone pings are enough. They didn't see the license plate. So basically he drives a car within the range of, okay, this is the car. Um, a lot of circumstantial found, like, evidence. The sheet yes. with the DNA evidence, but no other DNA evidence apparently in the house they found. And then the news organizations add like this stuff where they're like, oh, he was seen outside his house a few times wearing like vinyl gloves. And it's like, I wear vinyl gloves sometimes outside my house. I don't know. I do weird stuff <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, or like you're clean. Yeah, but as far as we know, you're not accused of killing anybody, no, are you? No, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> as far as but I do know. you dream? Um, <laughs> so I'm just saying that he didn't. I honestly, if I had to guess, yes, he probably did it. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say anyone else was involved in it. I think it's weird that there was no sign of forced entry. Um, I don't really think the DoorDash thing probably has much to do with it. I mean, I don't, I didn't read the thing with the DoorDash driver. He apparently gave some testimony or did an interview. I did not get the chance to read that. Um, so, but, um, I mean, if the, all I can assume is that if the DoorDash guy is giving an interview, he didn't let the guy into the house unless he's in collusion with the DoorDash guy, which would be crazy. Um, oh, would be crazy. So, <laughs> And so, like, there's a lot, you know, who would plant, if that's his car, which it seems like it is, driving back and forth, and there's the knife sheath with the DNA. To me, that's, like, almost, that's pretty good to link him, but I don't think that would be enough to convict somebody. Well, it so, puts him at the scene. Well, it puts him near the scene in the in the thing. I mean, you could say, you know, someone could get a knife sheath with your dna on it and plant it you know if you were getting you too so i'm not i mean if I, you if have I, to I, find I, the knife yes he's guilty but there's not i don't feel like there's anything super concrete here right now it's kind of yeah. like a lot of random stuff because maybe mm -hmm. he's that adept in uh making certain that he that he gets uh exonerated and that's going to yeah. be the thing that the defense keeps hammering home because it sounds like a lot of circumstantial. Well, he knew how to get by with it. That's why it's circumstantial. Yeah, yeah that's, they're going to try and keep hammering that home. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I agree. A lot of the that we know of is circumstantial and just some of the things that uh, even are out in social media are sound a little far-fetched. So, yeah. A lot they, of killers they, get off and they go back and they kill again and they get off again and they go back and kill again and they get off again. I would be interested to see if somebody tried to link up like the style, you know, how sometimes killers will have like a certain pattern of things yes. like in and not that exact area, but kind of a vicinity. If he knows to like cross state lines, like cross, you know, precinct lines, something like that, where he was kind of around and. You know, it's a much more in-depth, like, investigation to try to look into unsolved cases like that. But that would be really interesting to do. I just found something very interesting. Uh -oh. um, the first judicial di district of Coon Coontinial County. 
Ann C. Taylor, who is Brian's public defender, notice is hereby given that Kara Denise Kernodal, who is Zana's mom, attorney of record is hereby changed. The withdrawing attorney is Ann C. Taylor, public defender. So Kara's, and this is like a legit, like, it's not. It just looks white. Sorry, but it's, it so looks like a legit. He court. went from a male attorney to a female? No. Kara, who is yeah, one of the mom, victims, right? Has the oh, that's same right. Me as Brian, and now she can't. She's saying, "Sorry, I can't be your attorney anymore because I'm Brian's attorney." What? Wait a minute. Say that, that again. That makes Lauren. sense because she got she got wrapped up on the drug charges. So it's a small town. It's probably the same public mm -hmm. defender. Okay, so drug charges so not a different state. Not a victim, but the one of the people that was there, Lauren. No, um, Zana, who was one of the victims, her mother um, is has been charged with drug um, trafficking. I don't know, somebody commented, yeah, drug trafficking. And okay. Multiple times, her attorney, um, according to this state of Idaho versus um, defendant plaintiff stuff, her, her attorney is the same attorney as Brian's, and now she. What? Yeah. I, if I was the judge, I would not let that roll. I would H? not let that happen because I wow, you are playing ball for the DA. Yeah, and next thing you know, you're switching teams. Hell no, there's got to be a yeah, conflict of interest somewhere on that. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, That's I don't know crazy. how she got that done. I don't know what loophole they found, mm. but. I mean, it could be, uh, she's the only one in Idaho who has experience with death penalty cases. So, I mean, maybe that's crazy. Cara, the super good attorney and she was the best one fitted for her as well as Brian, but yeah. yeah. But to wow. me, it doesn't make any sense how a judge will allow that. I really Well, don't. no, that's what, that's no, the no, point. She's withdrawing. She's withdrawing. The attorney yeah. is withdrawing. Right. But yeah. again, the charges are drug trafficking, right? So now we've added a component in there involving drug trafficking. Is there another component where we might find out sex trafficking? What else are we going to well, find out? It was with the well, Range Rover. Sorry. Yeah. And, and here's the thing William just said, and it shocked me because William was uh, a little bit here and there. But this actually plays into me thinking it was a cartel hit. So we got the the Land Rover, Range Rover. We got the drug trafficking charge. We got her being the, with the mother attorney. And now they're, she's switching ball teams. I mean, man, is this getting deep. I'll tell you what hey, I'm like. Goodbye. We've also got the um, landlords who people are speculating, you know, the areas that Brian traveled that day match up with where they own houses. And oh, wow. they have a drug operation going. And I mean, it's just absolutely insane. It seems like it keeps spider webbing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it will. That's when, that's why I love people like Lauren and Valerie and Elise and Sporkat and you, because you research, you don't accept just a conventional answer. And, you know, as you start researching much further, you will find out more deep details that will not be availed to the public. And also, and now add a component of that, are there 
uh, PD that are involved in these endeavors too, that are hiding some of this stuff. Well, you know, and that's possible too, especially if they're involved with any mafia or cartel. Yes, they could be hiding some of the evidence or whatnot. I mean, there's the rabbit hole can go any way or any depth that you want it to go. That's what's scary. Indeed. But I do have a question for everybody. Uh, We got a lot of comments of uh, Lee's. Valerie, Lauren, Sport Cat, Penny. They loved you all. And they said they love the podcast and they want you all to come back. And I agree to it. Only okay, but give, me a head, give us all a heads up of a, a little bit more than like the night before because we're all gigging <laughs> and doing some stuff. And uh, well, that was at least so we want to dig further before, unless, unless we all just do like Lauren did and we just start researching on. And the podcast. Like well, I've been moving. <laughs> what did you I'm say, Lauren? I've been researching since this started. I mean, I spend way too much time reading about this every single night. So, well, do nice. y'all want to do it? Uh, what, what I had a little extra time. <laughs> Today's Monday, right? It is. Yeah. You want to yes. do it? Do you want to do it next Monday at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time? Would that make it better for everybody? When Did that? you say Eastern time? 8 p.m., 8 o'clock. I honestly would rather wait until we have something new released. What? We're going to yeah, wait another us, week. Give us the topic. Give us the topic so we have a week to research it. And the time that you gave me was good because I still have to go and work on tonight's show. Well, that's fine. So well, the time that you gave so- me was 6 at well, Central Time. I'm sorry. Which is I'm 7 sorry, but- Eastern time. But next He's week, confused about what day of the week it is, so don't get it. Yeah, the, uh, I, I, I don't even go there. That's that was bad. But no, really, next Monday. At yeah, you're coming on PM, Thursday. Yes, I'm me? coming on your show Thursday. No. But he let's say eight o'clock PM Monday Eastern Time. Is everybody Elise? So that's Valerie, seven my Lauren, time. Right, Spore Cat. <laughs> are you all free? Lauren's like <laughs> what? What uh, did you say? I'm sorry. My location. Um, I should be free. Uh, whatever. Uh, Sport cat. What's next Monday's day? How do you ask me? He's good with dates. Oh, I'm I like the time that you said now. You're looking at the thirtieth. Which is actually seven. Which is actually seven your time, Eastern Standard Time. Which is six mine because then that gives me a little time when I get off to start, you know, doing some more work. What time? It's are you seven right now. Don't listen to her. Uh, eight o'clock Eastern. I'm an hour behind, so oh. I'm in <laughs> he just said time. eight o'clock Eastern. We started at six. So. <laughs> well, we were actually doing. Right. We we're actually an just doing another show. So and uh, but everybody wants us to come back on because they loved everybody. And Nobody they wants how to see me again. Come about. on. <laughs> yes, they do. I'm just reading what they're sending me. So hey, you better screen capture that. I'll, I don't believe anybody like this cat. If everybody else does. <laughs> okay. I I I Oh my lord. Aye, aye, aye. Are you serious? Hi, hi, hi. So all right. I am gonna get I'm gonna get back to you. Because right. I just have a lot going on. Um yes. and I Elise have, says give us a topic ahead of time. 
I have a show with Yeah, but you Friday. know what? I will come Elise. on anytime to talk about true crime, UFOs, or cryptids, or psychic phenomena. Elise, I'm going to go ahead and answer that question. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and answer. I'm going ahead and answer your your question about coming on the show Monday. I know for a fact you're going to be there. Oh wow! Okay. So, he just I, MK Ultra. What did he say? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, exactly. but she's going to be there with us. Okay. Uh, I just don't uh, know why. I can't say no. <laughs> which is I know, right? It's it's awful. <laughs> I probably should say no, but I'm not going to say no. But I do have a lot of work to catch up on, and this coffee shop has been closed for eight minutes. So, oh wow! Yeah. Oh, they're kicking you. They're kicking you, Shibuti out. They're, they're being really nice to me, but uh, I, need okay. to, I need to get out. Yes, and they have been. And I tell you, uh, we got a lot of compliments for everything. And that has been so awesome. And I appreciate everybody and all the listeners out there. Uh, it's been a very interesting topic. It really has. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has not been discovered that probably will be discovered. Uh, and release to the public. Uh, hopefully that's very soon because I'm on edge already. Uh, but it's been a very interesting night. Uh, a lot of people has commented and put their two cents in as well. So let's see where it goes. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually down with it. I really am. And I think it's going to be a good thing uh, having us all back on and everybody seeing what they can do and actually see where we can go. And that's going to be the amazing part. I think we did a very good job tonight. Sporkat, what do you think real quick? I think we did do a good job considering I know what you knew about this. So, yeah, I think we did a really good job. So. Yeah, Penny? Yeah, and in the hour that I had before I got on the show. Isn't that the truth? But I tell you what, Valerie, Lauren, Sport Cat, Penny, and Elise. Sport Cat, I'm gonna be there. All right, uh, I I'll see you That's on the Dark Outpost on Thursday. And anybody that wants to come on the Dark Outpost, Sport Cat, uh, text me. My phone number is six one nine seven seven nine i won't answer unless you take my phone she will. Uh, she will. i've already i've already got you ladies and gentlemen this is grizzly from northern kentucky from coast to coast all around the world we greatly appreciate you that's right we greatly appreciate you tuning in and tune in next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to do this again. Until then, everyone have a good night. Thank you all. It's been my pleasure. Bye. <laughs>